Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everybody, welcome to Marriage and Martinis. I'm Adam and here's Danielle. Hello. I have that like gross Sunday evening feeling. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Like that starting the week. Yeah. Stressed out. The kitchen's a mess. <laughs> we didn't do nearly what we anticipated getting done this week weekend. Oh, we got a lot done. I kind of disagree with that. I think we got a lot done. We did? Yeah. All right. Good. I just thought you meant because we were up really late. We watched Coming to America. Coming to, to America. America. And we were uh, extremely happy. Yes. They did not ruin it. It they, they did not ruin the first masterpiece. No. See, that's a movie that could easily be redone 25 years later to do a, to do a sequel and be like, oh, did they really need I know. to do that? It, like, I, everybody you know. was nervous. It was so good. We loved it. We loved it. And our son loved it. Yeah. I was very pleasantly surprised. And everybody is really hot in that movie, by the way. Every <laughs> single person in that movie is hot. <laughs> it's like, uh, I so know. It's in, you enjoy watching it for that reason, too. Right. Um, but I am excited. As much as I have that gross Sunday feeling, I'm super excited about this episode. Um, we had so much fun talking to Penn and Kim Holderness. And I just, I loved hanging with them. I felt like after this is over, this whole COVID thing is over, I could sit down for hours, like with wine with them and just chat and chill. Yeah, it was a lot of fun because we, we talked about fighting and fighting styles and we haven't really... Always s- a fun conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but we talk about that a lot on our own here. We've never really had a conversation with another couple about fighting and fighting styles. So it was, a, it was a lot of fun to see an insight into their fighting styles and, you know, how they came to be with the book that they're writing about fighting. And so I thought it was really interesting and a lot of fun. Yeah, we had a good time. Yeah. Penn and Kim met in Orlando while working in local news and were married in 2005. In 2013, they left the TV business. We talk all about that during the episode and launched a digital content company called Green Room Communications. Part of that launch was a video called Christmas Jammies. We also talk about that. Uh, that went viral. Seven years later, their videos have resulted in over a billion, billion with a B, views and 4.5 million followers across social media. Their family also continues to be one of the most sought after content creators for family brands. They just wrote a book called Everybody Fights in which they worked for a long time with their marriage coach trying to figure out how to fight better. The book is available for pre-order on their website, The Holderness Family, and on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, or wherever you get your books. Check it out. Um, They gave a lot of good insight during the episode, and um, I think you're really going to enjoy it. So, so happy to have you guys here. 
And um, it's fun to talk to another couple who is in a similar situation, although you guys are like, you know, the 4.0 version of what we're doing because you guys are like, you have, you're doing everything together. Uh, yeah, she, was, she wasn't complimenting us. Like, I know you were talking, like, she was saying that you guys are insane <laughs> because you're always together doing everything, like writing a book and doing a podcast and working uh, full time as, like, as co like owners of companies. Is this full time for you too? Is this like what you do? Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird way to pay a mortgage. Our parents still don't understand it. We barely understand it. So we quit our jobs in the TV news business and I had started a little production company, social media marketing company. He was still working um, as a news anchor, never saw the kids. And so I, I said, let's just come like shoot and edit videos. And we thought we'd be making like local TV commercials. And then we did that like really cringy Christmas jammies video. And it got like 17,000 million, I don't know, millions of views. And it changed our lives. Like we didn't even know you could make money on YouTube. We got a deposit into our bank account like that, Dece- like that January for December. You guys, you could make money on YouTube. We had no idea. Our parents didn't, uh, still don't understand. Like they still reach out to us and say like, do you need to borrow money? Are you okay? (laughs) So um, it's a super, and we did, honestly, we didn't even get it for the longest time for a couple of years. We didn't even really get it. And so um, when we started just making more regular videos and just like inside baseball, like those ads you see that run before the videos on YouTube, like creators get a portion of that, like a small portion of that. And then we work with brands, um, you know, we partner with brands. So that's another thing like we, and then it is, it is super weird. We had no business plan for that, but yeah, here right. we are. Well, it's interesting because our first, I always think about the first time we were about to record a podcast episode. And like, I look back on that now and I'm like, how did we like think that what, where did, where did we get the, like the bravery for that? Where did we get the courage for that? And our, our whole backstory is, you know, we were going through like major problems and everything, but yours was this video. What was the backstory on that? Like, how did you get into jammies and like, what, whose idea was it? What, how does that happen that you're like, let's, let's get on YouTube because I am so impressed. First of all, anytime I do a video, I look like I'm dancing the robot because I'm so uncomfortable, but you guys are so natural. And it seemed from that first video, like it just came to you. So what was that? The dynamic there? Well, they're obviously, I'm, I'm going to answer for you, by the way. Adam, tell us, I will how tell you. did they start? <laughs> well, obviously uh, you're both talent, like you're a musician, right? You're, mm-hmm. So you're a singer, you're, you're, you play the guitar, like you're obviously a performer. And I'm a backup performer. dancer. Yeah. My dream was to always be a backup dancer for Britney okay. Spears. I feel like I'm in my forties. It can totally happen. Why not? She's like, you guys she, are both she, keeping she, it tight. I mean, I Britney like 2.0, I feel yeah. like it's coming. Well, so. But <laughs> Danielle always said yeah. to me, like, we need to do videos. We need to do something. And I was like, yeah, we should. And then I watch you guys and I'm like, that's why we don't. Right. Good point. So, <laughs> hang on now, because I bet you could do videos. Uh, so we, we happen to be very fortunate at the way that the world had converged into a space where instead of having like polished million dollar productions, they were starting to watch smaller content on places like YouTube. And on places like YouTube, you had to do something entertaining. 
you had to be able to write, you had to be able to shoot, and you had to be able to edit. So the musical part we grew up doing, I grew up as a musician, Kim grew up as a dancer. But then when we went to work for, lo for local news for over a decade, which we did, you had to learn how to write and shoot and edit everything by yourself. Because we weren't like super fancy. We weren't like the fancy news people. Yeah. We were like the you have to DIY we, news people. At least but, yeah. for the first several years, we had to do all of it ourselves. So, you know, the, the, the short answer is we did that video because our kids wouldn't sit still for a Christmas card. And Kim said, why don't we do a parody song just talking about our year? Because in the South, they do these like, notes like a about, newsletter about, about what like, your years like susan just graduated abroad from hawaii yeah. like, like <laughs> she studied like, abroad yeah. in hawaii so yeah <laughs> it was it was kind of like a, a a play off of that of what happened in our family but we did it with music and, and i yeah. and i as soon as like we started dating i put us in matching christmas jammies for christmas yeah. like even before we had kids i, I was like you were wearing matchy jammies and um and then of course when we had kids we just had matching christmas jammies yeah. and so I said, why don't we, and this is how it goes most of the time for us. So I say, why don't we do blank? Like, why don't we do something on slime? Why don't we do something on Lola? My daughter just told me you can't have a side part and wear skinny jeans anymore. Why don't we do this? And then Penn goes off into his like weird, like musician hole. And he comes out with like, how about this? Like, and so he does, he writes these songs I have zero to do with that besides well, no, the initial spark no you're the you're the thing that you yank oh I, I pull cord. the screen the, she's the, the, the yankee cord of the, the lawnmower yeah or like the doll like that it's, you pull the like I the do not on. mow my own lawn you don't. I just called it a yankee cord this is why <laughs> <laughs> yeah yankee is that pretty much like you both have your own roles because that's how it works for us we both have and we don't step on each other's toes and you know he's but like starting to change a little bit Oh shit! Think? Am I stepping? <laughs> <in here? laughs> no, because you know, I look. It's funny. I, I, literally stepped on her toe right now. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. Very well done. <laughs> no, but I, you know, I work full time. I, you know, I, I run a, um, a family small business, which is you know very very time consuming. And when we started this thing, it was like, okay, I'll show up and talk or do my thing, whatever you tell me to do. I'm here to do. And you know the, the the background stuff that you know the editing the tech stuff the you know the stuff that nobody sees or knows about it and I'll learn as I go because I don't know about any of this stuff I just kind of learned as we started and luckily you know we had Danielle who is stay at home mom you know for so many years she was able to um, start transition. writing and transition very easily into this and not have to you know leave a job or to not have to leave something so she was easily able to walk into her role in this, which is what she's kind of wanted to do her whole life, which is writing. And That's awesome. what else would you like to do for the rest of your life? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, but, but my point is, you know, I don't have a lot of time to, to devote and dedicate to this. So it's either my mornings, my nights and my weekends in which I still have to worry so about. So that, that was, and I know you're in a fan, you're the family business, right? So it's yeah. Like, yeah. So that makes it a little complicated. So that's right. what ended. So I had started with a business partner. We had started this, it was like presentation, like public speaking training, um, video production, social media marketing, like anything anybody needed us to do. We're like, do, they're like, do you do that? We're like, yes, we do. <laughs> do it. And then he would, he worked three to midnight. And so he would wake up and that's why he didn't see the kids because they were in school. Yeah. He would wake up and edit all of our videos. He would, he would do all the technical stuff for us. So he was working these crazy 16 hour days. And that's when I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do. You're just going to quit your job. I know you make, he made like 
six figures and had benefits. And I'm like, I'm asking like some months we made, we had two months of savings in our savings account and no, no, re, no recurring clients, no clients that were on the hook for six months even. And I was like, let's just see. And I did some math about what was the least we could get by with. Like what's the least amount of money to pay our mortgage and car payments and stuff like that. And let's, and buy benefits and all that stuff. And we did it, which is, can you believe we did that? I'm just sitting here shaking my head, looking back on it. And it didn't make any sense that we did it. No. We, we threw away a lot of money. And um, I, I, I still, I'll, I'll never forget. I put in my notice and I was, I was like walking out and I was meeting them at dinner afterwards. And I was like terrified that I'd done the wrong thing, right? Like I'm a sh- shoot, that, and, but a different word. You, um, can, you can curse on this podcast. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was. I really, uh, and so I get to dinner and they're waiting for me in the parking lot with like posters, like saying we're proud. No one has ever made me a we're proud of you daddy poster. Um, <laughs> That'd be weird if like an old girlfriend did. That'd be yeah, super I've weird. never gone away for like a six month intern. Like there's never like a welcome. Or like back. after you conceived yeah. your child, if Kim had like. Yeah, come- I'm proud of you, Dad. <laughs> that, that would have been terrible. That would have been terrible. Uh, so, but, but I like teared up a little bit and I was like, okay, these guys are on my team and we're going to do this. And my kids, I think we're legitimately happy because we got to. We got to like hang out all the time. Relationship and- but we, this never would have happened if he could not have like been totally committed to it and yeah. the, the whole like nights weekends I, I major props to you for like doing this in the morning and the evenings because that's it's it's hard to shift I think it's for me it's hard to shift gears um and I know this is not what you're like you wanted to talk about but um I, I admire people who do it so yeah. good for you yes oh, it's oh, all, do, you have, it's- do you have a sign for me, I'm <laughs> <proud of> you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, listen, it's it's that's what's so it's so interesting about this business is it's ever changing and there's all different directions that you can go in and you know it's it it's exciting because you don't really know what's going to happen next or how it's going to happen. But um, but you guys have been have done such an incredible job of navigating it all and it's like it's very inspiring to a couple like us. Um, but then the you've obviously transitioned now you wrote this book and um, you, you wrote it about it's everybody fights and you say that you guys fight more than the average couple. I, I mean, I think so. I don't know how much people fight because you know, no one ever knows how much anybody else fights. We definitely, I mean, I would definitely, we could definitely do some kind of competition here. Oh, um, yeah, let's do it. I'm very competitive. For sure. Yeah. Let's track. Now I will yeah. say like, and you mentioned that like you hit a rough spot, like we hit a rough spot. And I think it was um, probably when we started working together, because I think like we we, we work together, together, we live together, we raise kids together. I mean, there's bound to be some combustion there. And I think it put a microscope, just like when people are now home together with COVID, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, all of the cracks are exposed. All of the faults, like every single insecurity, everything was exposed listen, we weren't like rushing off to like dial at a divorce attorney, but things were not good. And it was one of those things where we were like roommates, you know what I mean? And so we did the thing and we went to counseling and we got some help and we learned these things. We learned all these principles. We learned how to talk to each other. We found out all these like magic words and we found out all the ways we were screwing it up and it changed our marriage. And our marriage is, we're, 
you know, our, we, and we wrote this book with our like marriage counselor. And as he says, like, he'll tell you, like, we're different, like we're more fun to be around now together. Like there's not that tension. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just the nature of like how we are is that like, if I find a great new water bottle, I want to tell people about it. And like, we found out this cool way and this, you know, way to like impact our relationship. And I just wanted to share it with people. So like, that's why that was the inspiration behind the book. Um, Yeah. So what were, what are your fighting or were your fighting styles? Like what, how were you both, what's, what was different then that's not now? And yeah, I I mean, we're still guilty of some of the things, but definitely early on, I was a, um, I was a mansplainer or a talk down to her. Um, and I got a lot of that from working in local news. Um, and it wasn't a gender thing. Everyone just talked to everyone else incredibly abrasively when they had deadlines in newsrooms. I went, I worked in four newsrooms. There was no polite newsroom anywhere. I wonder if what it's like now, like the world has changed a lot. And, uh, and I bet it's different. I bet it's different. But, but you also would do this thing. So that, w- that became like, he brought that into our work life, which yeah. then affected our marriage life. But then you also... Like anytime I cried, you would apologize right away. Yep. And, so and that then, was another thing. I was, I was, I was a pacifier. Like I, I needed to fix something as quickly as possible when we we're in fighting, when we were fights. So she would pull the ripcord and like get out of a moving car. Yeah. I would because, just say, like, hi, Taylor. I'm done. I'm out. Because yeah. she knew that that was how to hurt me. And she knew that was how to get what she wanted, which would be an apology. And I would immediately do that because I hate not being okay with everyone. I need everyone to be cool with me, right? Like if there's a rift, like I get, I get pretty freaked out, which I've had to learn not to do. I've got to stand my ground and talk about these things. Some other stuff that we did, trying to think of some of our other fighting styles. I was horrible at listening. I blamed it on ADHD for a long time. Yeah, I he's like, I have ADHD. I'm like, Oh, we can relate to that. Adam has ADHD also. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, I mean, it, it led to not listening. And then we have a huge chapter on this, not only not listening, but also interrupting um, because I had something that just couldn't hold its way in. And so I had to exercise patience and listening and work it out like a muscle and learn how to just like, there's this voice in my head. that's like, shut up, shut up, shut up, <laughs> shut up. Listen to her. Okay, you can, nope, don't, nope, she's still talking. Shut up, shut up, listen. So even listen, if he's listen, not listen, truly listen. listening, yeah. it looks like he's listening. It's my that's all that matters, right? Is that you look like you're listening, yeah. yeah. It looks like, yeah, and, just, right. and he's he's much better now at like creating space and letting me finish a thought. And it's, um, it's totally different because he would just jump in like jackhammer. Let's fix it. Let's fix the problem. Like sometimes you just need somebody to listen to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you do ask me to fix things. I do, uh, I do. But, but not when it comes to emotions. But I'm very specific sadness. about it too. Like another yeah. thing I was, I really sucked at is I never, I really expected him to read my mind. Like I wanted him, like I, I would be upset about something and be like, are you okay? I'd be like, I'm fine. And I needed him to read my mind and know why I wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that's not a real effective way to have a great marriage. No, 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 no. No, yeah, no so that's really like, annoying actually. Why is that what I am? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, Wait I a minute, guess, Danielle. Uh, yeah. I'm wondering Sometimes you think it's obvious, right? And you're sort of like, if you can't figure it out, I'm not telling you for the hundredth well, time. Don't you find that when you're fighting, you're always fighting? 
like the fight turns into you're fighting about your fighting style rather than what you were initially fighting about. Uh-huh. And like you kind of forget what the argument was. It's just now you're you're mad at each other because of your fighting styles. Like I'm reserved. I'm set back. I don't say much, which pisses her That's off. That's a very nice way to describe it. You're reserved. I am. I'm very set. reserved. And I just, you know, I stand my ground and I listen to you scream. No, you're like an empty vessel. <laughs> <laughs> so like we're polar opposites of fighting styles where she'll scream and yell and cry and blubber and grit. And I'll just stand there and shut up and listen. Take it. And that's it. So and we I fight like- because I'm not speaking and she's yelling and, I feel like you would benefit from like, so there's like wartime and peacetime, right? Mm -hmm. So this is a peacetime conversation where you can have a, you can have a discussion with, there's no like weight around it about your fighting style and you just zoom out. And so I discovered, I turned into an asshole like at 930 because I get up really early. So he would bring something up at the end of the day. Also when you're hungry. Hungry, <laughs> wine. Or if you, yeah, wine doesn't work. I, wine doesn't work. Tequila makes me mean. Oh, so like, we just talked about that in the last episode. Yeah. So, like, if I didn't get enough sleep, like, I have, I'm very particular. Or if, or if anything's going on with your family. Uh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but I'm learning, like, I'm giving examples. So like, now, now we know. Very helpful. He would come in at 9 30 and be like, hey, that thing earlier today. And, and now, and, it would immediately, I'm triggered because I'm tired. I'm, you know, like all these things. And so now if there's something to talk about, I mean, if you, if there's something to happen at 9.30, you fight at 9.30, but if it can wait, we wait till the next day. Everybody's rested. Is this a, like a, hey, can I talk to you mm-hmm. conversation? And so I have to say that it was huge because we would like wait until the kids went to bed. No, now they see us work it out. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. yeah, I think that's important too. Like I, I, first of all, with the pandemic, there's, where are you going to where fight? You if you, but even oh. still, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I also have some, I have some advice that I'm going to, I'm going to give to Adam. He doesn't have to take it. Um, but like you, uh, I mean, you mentioned that you, you don't normally project and get out in these fights and she would like to know more of what's going on in your mind. She may or may not have used the term empty, empty vessel. vessel of emotion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make him a t-shirt. We, 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 have, yeah, we, have things, yeah. we have these things called magic words in the book that help just kind of get the fight going. And what I'm hearing, or like not fight going, but just no, like help advance things. Work, yeah. Work through it. What I'm, what I'm hearing is that um, Danielle would like her emotions to be validated, which I understand. You don't really, uh, you don't really need to say anything super out loud about how you feel. If you don't want to, if you want to, you can just say, I hear you and then like repeat something she just said. So what I hear you, you're saying. Yeah. I hear you're saying you would like it if I didn't. Yeah. Like if I picked yeah. up my crap in the garage. Even if you don't agree with it, you can say I hear you. I, and okay. then you can bring in like your whatever your feelings I hear are. you. And yeah. so what I hear you're saying is when I leave my shit all over the floor. See, now you're trying to use this as an example of something that I've done wrong. <laughs> And, and then, and yeah. then, and then honestly, for me, it does work. Cause I'm like, yes, that is what, and, and sometimes it's not, he's like, oh, I thought you like, it, it really does clarify what the core of what she's trying to say is. And then, and then, and, he, and, and then you go, tell me more. And then she's going to tell you. And like, I think I don't want to hear more. Right. Well, that's the whole problem. You know, <laughs> okay, so, like, but even if you just say, I hear you, like, let's say this fight is about leaving socks on the floor. I know it's not, but like, I hear you. You don't like it when I leave socks on the floor. I feel like 
socks on the floor are not that big a deal to me. I feel like socks belong on the floor because my feet are on the floor. <laughs> um, we need to workshop this pretend fight stuff. Yeah. And then, and then you can go from there saying, but so we've had this fight, honestly, and, but it makes me feel better when the floor is clean and there's no compromise on this when the floor, like I, I can't, it can't be half clean. But I don't like to bend over. I'm very oh tall and I have a bad back. And so sometimes- and We tried squatting. <laughs> or just and then walk them over. And anyway, so- or Get him one of those, um, the things with the, the, the you know, the kids, the claw. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, the claw. his parents yeah. live in a nursing home, use them. I'm going to get work. throw it. Yeah. See, I, I have all the solutions for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. It's in our book. What about going to bed angry? Because everybody always says you don't go to bed angry. And quite honestly, I find this to be impossible. Yeah. Um, and I, like you said, you're so tired and everything. At a certain point, I'm sort of like, and Adam too. And, you know, I have to say, we don't fight a lot anymore. I mean, we definitely, when we do, it is like a volcano has erupted and that's a whole, I mean, we still have tons of work to do, obviously, but I mean, it used to literally be like, you know, we were fighting all the time, yeah. but people say, don't go to bed angry. And I'm sort of like, well, I don't want to stay up until three in the morning and it's not going to get resolved at three in the morning anyway. Right. So come, yeah. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're 100% right. And we subscribe to go to bed angry. That was really tough for me, by the way, mm -hmm. um, until I realized that she was going to be there when I woke up. You know <laughs> yeah. I mean? or, or not. <laughs> we, well, well, I had to work on that. But yes, I was going to stay. So that was her thing. She was going right. to stay. Right. I was going to go to sleep without continuing the argument. But when, when, you're, when you talk about that meta communication, when you take that break and you take a 30,000 foot like look at the fights that you're having, um, one of the, like one of the biggest things are if you're tired, you're hungry. If you have had a long day, um, your sympathetic nervous system acts like, uh, if you were a caveman hunting saber tooth tigers and it gets in like a fight or flight state where you literally cannot say words as well as you normally do. So if you're tired and you're in a fight, and you think, man, I'm so mad. I don't even know what to say to you right now. It's because the Broca section of your brain, sorry, am I- He was manspreading on me, sorry. Was I? Okay. It's because the, <laughs> you do, like that was aggressive though. I know. The Broca section of your brain that basically controls speech when you're in that like really tense situation breaks down and you are not as eloquent and don't know how to speak as well as you can when you're not like that. So unless you want to like take some time and take like a deep breath, take five minutes, go for a walk, pet your dog or whatever, it's probably a good idea just to go to sleep and do all those things the next day. But you have to have an understanding that like we're, we're we still love each other. We're going to bed. We're going to pick this up. And, and you can't and, like and commit jab it. to it. Yeah. 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 And commit to we're gonna we're gonna talk about this tomorrow. Like set a date for it because the 
what can happen and what did happen with us in the beginning was we would just keep putting it off. And then it was three days of silence, which the, the fight you're not having is usually the worst, right? So um, set a date, set a time to talk about it is kind of how we do it now. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you guys, there's a, there are a few, you guys talk about a few different fights in your book, but I wanted to know what you find. Cause I know what I think about when I think about our 20 plus years together, there's one fight in particular that probably I, I'll ask you too, Adam sticks out in our mind is like the most ridiculous. Like I look back and I'm like, we were such more like what that was the dumbest fight ever. What, what, what's yours? Um, we, we've got a lot of them. So no, we, uh, so we, we wrote about like the dumbest one, what the 10 fights that like, we feel like everybody has. And that's what we try to write on those topics. Like I do everything, you do nothing. We've like, we're not having sex enough. You spend too much money. So we like hit on those topics and kind of highlighted in, a, in an entertaining way. We hope our fights, I would think the most ridiculous in terms of just is the Snoop Dogg. No, that was serious. The dumbest one was either the toilet paper or you getting furious because I asked you to put your bra back on. So I want to hear that one. Let's stick with that one. Okay. 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 So here's the thing, Danielle. Is it not true that once you take your bra off, it is physically impossible to put it back on. Hundred percent. And but these days I don't put it on ever. So yeah. But yes. Correct. Yes. This was back. This was back, back when, when women. I, I'm in like sports bras only if that. So, mm-hmm. um, back when women wore bras and bras, kids were these really ancient torture devices. Um, it was just a really hard, hard week of just like deadlines and his parents both have Alzheimer's and it's, it's shit. It's crap. And we were like getting them into like this nursing home and it was just crap. And it was just a long, crazy week. And so I am kind of, I do enjoy cooking, but I'm in, have just taken on the role of like cooking. I'm just going to cook. I cook the dinners and I had defrosted some really boring, like chicken thighs or something gross. And I had my bra off. I was cooking. I was like in my sweatpants and he, he rings up. He's like, Hey, let's go get, let's go out to eat. Let's go out to eat and let's go get some chicken wings. And I'm like, I just took my bra off. And he's like, well, put it back on. Let's go out. And, and you snapped. And I snapped. Cause he's like, what's the big deal? And so the fight obviously wasn't just about that. It was just like, he wasn't even. And so we had a really long fight that started with, I wouldn't put my bra back on. But it skipped into like- It skipped into like, but you never do this. And you always do this. And you're never spontaneous. And you don't take me seriously. And it was basically, and then you say that out loud and it's like, just get takeout. You know, like, don't be an idiot. Um, No, we let it spiral and really explode. It was really funny. (laughs) Like in hindsight, it's ridiculous. Right. But obviously it had nothing to do with the bra and it was about a thousand other things. Yeah. But so what go out to eat? Uh, No, he ate nasty chicken. Um, No. And it was like, I didn't feel like he was, you know, I'd put all this effort into like feeding our family and he didn't appreciate it. So he sat there and ate the nasty chicken with like cauliflower rice. And it was really gross. That was the smart move, Penn. I know. Proud of you. Yeah. I mean, the conversation took like 40 right turns into like, we, I mean, it got into 
like she said, spontaneous and like spending we too to much money. We stopped at every possible stop of every fight I mean, that we've ever like, had. Oh, what are we made of money now? You missed a Rockefeller? And, yeah. um, and, and it just, and like the, you know, the kids were there and we fight in front of our kids. Uh, it's just something that we think it's, it's smart so they can see what normal people do. And, but mm -hmm. that one like, didn't really get resolved. We like legit took it to our marriage counselor yeah. and he was like, okay. And he has this analogy and um, we put in there, it's like, stay in the airport. Like when you're in the airport, you're like, I want to go to Miami. I want to go to the, no, just stay there and work it out. And that one fight, you're one fight at a time. You're one fight at a time. And we just, we skipped around so much that it spiraled. And we were kind of famous for that. Like we would talk about every fight every time. So now it's like one fight at a time and you really get to the bottom of it and you don't have that fight again. Mm-hmm. Can you think about what I was going to say? Our yeah. What was your most ridiculous? No, I was thinking. It was in our condo. Our yeah. Condo. Uh, is it at the mall? Oh, oh no, you're thinking uh, uh, the pot. Yeah. Okay. Ours was about a pot in the sink that that literally we both decided the other one should wash. There was one. It was just the two of us that we were in. I mean, when I tell you our first condo was the size of this room, it literally was. And we, we were 21, 22. Right. And I was studying in school. He was working, but I was like studying for exams and I had used the pot. I will say I had used the pot. Case closed. But he had gone into the kitchen like 12 times and I was like studying for an exam. And every time he would go into the kitchen, he would just pass by the pot and leave. And he and I would just see him do that back and forth. And I was like, I cannot believe he sees me sitting there. He's like in the fucking kitchen and he won't clean the pot. And it turned into that this pot like had mold at the bottom after a week because we were like, you clean the pot. No, you clean the fucking pot. <laughs> it was like, I mean, by the time I threw the pot away because oh, no. it got to the point where we were like, neither of us wanted to admit that, the, that we should clean the pot. So we just threw it away. And I mean, it was the whole thing was that he never thought I did enough. I never thought he did enough. And, yeah. you know, it was like this challenge of, well, you should be doing for me. Well, you should be doing more for me. Like it so was yes. now, like, how would you have handled that now? Well, we're still trying to resolve this issue. Right. Uh, we still, we still just pot. throw like shit away <laughs> from right. the sink. Because we yeah. it's the best. I actually, it's yes. also a lot of problems just to throw away dishes. Yeah. I, like, right. I have this mental uh, law called the law of 150%. <laughs> Why because I love it when he tries to explain it, but I love it. Go ahead. If you, there's there is only one hundred percent of work that can be done in in a, in a relationship. Each member believes they are doing um, about seventy five more more than they're actually doing. So if you think you're doing a hundred percent of the work, um, you're probably doing seventy five percent. And if I think I'm doing fifty percent of the work. I'm probably doing 25%. So you have to like subtract 25% from whatever you think you're doing. Yeah. And because okay. it always oh, adds yeah. up to 150. Like we both think, like she thinks that she does 75% of the work. And I think I do 75% of the work when really we do 50%. We just, our egos cause us to like elevate the amount of work that we think that we're doing. Yeah. And I think that now I, I would say now we're very 50, 50, but we had some really effed up like we call them secret contracts like when we got married like I do enjoy cooking so I always did the cooking which meant I had to do the grocery shopping which meant I had to do this and then he always did xyz 
And so we just took on those roles, but then you add kids in there and the cooking and the cleaning up and like all that became, and then, so it was this big, I do everything, you do nothing. And so we had to sit down and like, you know, like really define, like, these are the roles, this, this is what I do. Well, yeah, what are our roles and are there, are there roles that are unspoken that you don't like, that, that you like? And you got to talk about that. Because I actually do enjoy cooking, so I don't mind that yeah. part. But the burden of, well, that means I have to go to the grocery store and that sucks. So now, like, well, now we're like getting groceries delivered because of the plague. But, um, <laughs> but like, I'll send him, I'll, like, you, you, there's ways that like we've had to, because I don't love that part of it. Um, but that can lead to a lot of fights. That the, was that was not a toilet paper fight. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So that it is. And I also think like another mantra of ours is like mature people ask for what they want. And I think that fight, the, the pot fight could have been it's like, hey, sweetie, I'm so stressed studying. Could you help me out? Could you like, could you wash the pot? Like, and then maybe he would have said no. I don't know. But like now <laughs> I'm, I'm much better now about asking for help. Because I don't know, is it, a, is it a female thing that we just don't, aren't comfortable asking for help, um, even from our partners? So I'm much better now asking for help. Yeah. And right now we, we I mean, there, I've never needed help more. I think everybody yeah. just, it's just, you know, there's no break whatsoever. It's, it's insane. Yeah. It's, I mean, exactly. that's, that's where I feel I'm at. But um you talk about a marriage counselor. You wrote the book with your marriage counselor. A lot, I don't know about you guys, because I know a lot of couples reach out to you. One of the biggest things we get from our listeners and, you know, our community and everything on social media is my, my, my partner won't go. My partner will not go to counseling. Yeah. And yeah. No, I hear you. Um, and what was the partner, the guy? Most of the time, most of the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's hard to get your partner to go to counseling. Yeah. So I was scared too. I, I, for, there's something in my brain and I think it's, it, it goes back to the, the traditional way that my parents were raised where I, I felt the need to be the head of the household. Um, and if we went into therapy, that was a reflection that I was failing at being the head of the household. It was a reflection of failure. If I went in weakness, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and luckily the guy, our, our counselor is a good friend of mine and he made it comfortable for me to go in and talk to him. But um, And that worked for him, by the way, yeah. to have somebody that we knew yeah. that does not, I, whereas, whereas other people would be more comfortable with a perfect stranger. Yeah. And that's, that's good too. Here, here's the, here's the metaphor that I like to use and kind of the sales pitch for guys who uh, don't want to read the book, or who don't want to get therapy. We have cars. Um, our cars get oil changed after 3000 miles. We go and change the wiper fluid. We go and we clean them out. Um, we don't wait for the cars to catastrophically break down because we just care about our cars and we wanna fix them. For some reason, guys, when it comes to relationships and marriages, don't wanna go into the mode of fixing them until something is like seriously effed up and like almost broken. So why don't we treat our marriages like we treat our cars? Why don't we go in for tune-ups and oil changes um, because it should be as important as your car, if not more important. I would say, let's go, let's go ahead and say marriage is more important than your car. Um, And it's, I mean, men take care of themselves and the things around them and their children and and everyone very, very well, but just aren't inclined to take care of their marriage in the same way because of like what I said, they're scared that it's failure, but it's really just, I mean, I think you can, you can go to therapy as a tune-up and it's okay. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, but don't you think maybe guys are like maybe too strong-minded in some way that they think they are taking care of their family, they are taking care of their relationship, they are taking care of everything until something goes wrong. They don't know that they're supposed to change the oil or they're supposed to change the wiper fluids because they think everything is just going right, everything's going right until out of nowhere it breaks down and now there's a problem. Yeah, you're right. And also guys guys are scared that if they go into the the problem that they're going to be blamed for it they they really do believe that it's going to be their fault when they walk in and a good counselor doesn't assign fault they talk about how to do it the right way they talk about the actual art of fighting instead of who's right and who's wrong um and that was something very nice for me to see and that breaks down like that's that's where the strong will gets kind of placated and softens a bit when you get into our book or into therapy and Mm -hmm. you see that it's not a blame game well, yeah, I was the same way. I recently went to therapy the last couple of years. Um, I was hesitant to go for years. Danielle was trying to get me to go speak to somebody or, you know, and I just would brush it off and not think twice about it and not even give it consideration. And then finally, when we were at like our, you know, rock bottom, it was time to do something. And, you know, I went solo and I went to, you know, just go talk about me for a while. And I loved it. Yeah. I couldn't ah. wait till go back the next week. I brought Danielle in. I brought my mother in. I, you know, like I, like I was letting it all out and I was loving it. And I think it's, it's a scary, not macho kind of thing to do until you get in there and realize what it is and what it does for you. And I think you're helping. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying you're Adam, you're helping so many people by saying that, by saying that and by doing this podcast and talking about that. And if, I mean, if people buy the book, whatever, great. If it helps people communicate better and be better partners, like I'll call it a success. But if we can destigmatize and just normalize, like getting help and therapy in your, like what should be your most important relationship? Like, you know, yay us. Yeah, I was going to say the irony was of it all was that when he started going to therapy, I had never been more turned on in my entire life. Like I was so... I was like, oh my, he's he's actually willing to go and do the work. I just thought it was like the sexiest thing ever. And mm-hmm. the, the, the irony of it all is that I think he thought everyone was going to see it as a weakness when really I think it's a huge turn on to see your partner like working for your marriage and trying to save it and doing the work. I don't know. It's so it's just so, so funny. hot to see yes. like somebody that's like, into you enough to like go self-examine and be self-aware so that's so, no, i mean you know not like that yeah, yeah. Like, we, we co-examine we don't self-examine. Yeah, co-examine. Um, <laughs> yes, but just to be self-aware I, I agree it's super hot yeah for real and it does work you know from from to close it out there for anybody who's listening like it does our relationship you know after all the work that we both have done is the best you know we still fight we said that before but we're probably in the best place we've ever been since we first met. And it takes a lot of work and that's part of the work. And it's worth it. Right. It's worth it. Yeah, for sure. And now it's so great because like, you don't even have to go anywhere. You just zoom with your counselor. (laughs) I I I do therapy for like on my own too. And she's in LA and I'm like, this is great. Like I, and I never would have thought I'd have access at that, that I, and it was kind of, therapy was kind of a pain in the butt before because you had to drive there. So now I just go into my room. It's great. Yeah. I mean, COVID, you know, this whole quarantine kind of has its perks too. That's one of them. Um, 
So tell everybody, like, first of all, what what is the big takeaway? I mean, I, obviously, everyone should buy the book, and you have already made like twelve awesome points. I'm going to use the airport thing for sure. But tell her, like, what do you want the big takeaway to be, and you know, what do you hope people get the most out of the book? And um, I hope that they get a chance to look at the scripts that our counselor has given us, like the actual actionable things, the magic words, the sentences, the phrases that you can say that like help you connect during a fight and at least get it pointing in, it pointed in the right direction. Um, I, I, so I, I really hope that that's something that people catch on to. And I hope that people realize that like good marriages can be great. Right. And, and this is like a good gateway into that. Yeah. Also, I hope they realize that like doing this apparently is hot. Like I didn't know that. I mean, until, it's turn right? on yeah. guys. You heard her here first. Danielle says turn it's hot. On. So apparently yes. this is also a good way to have sex. <laughs> um, yes. So there you go. Yes. Therapy does lead to sex. I mean, See? chore play leads to sex. Therapy leads. Chore, I mean, chore play. Chore play does lead to sex. I, I am a, I'm a big believer in that. Not everybody is. I have people argue with me a lot about that. That chores. No, I'm acts of service all the way. So like he, he'll take my car to like get an oil change or like he got new tires put on my car. Swear to God. Yep. I was like, when are you home? I mean, yeah. Come on. like, yeah, this, like, let's do this thing. That's so hot. And mm -hmm. it was very sure, strange. It's so strange. <laughs> and will the book be turned into a movie? Uh, oh, <laughs> worst movie ever. But it is, on, we just did the audiobook recording. And Which it, was we had, really fun. We had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, we it was didn't, super fun. We, we didn't super follow the script. We, like, we, all of the words in the book are in the, the audio. audible plus some additional stuff. <laughs> Things. Yeah. I only listen to audiobooks. It's the best. I know. He brought his guitar in. He did some weird songs. Oh, fun. That's awesome. Yeah. They were wanting us to like get the official, like the, the audiobook people were like, you need to license these oh, songs. I still have to fill that. Out. I need you to fill out your ISDN. And he's like, this wasn't XP. a real song. I just started singing things. They're yeah. like, it's a real song now. And he's like, oh. <laughs> so I have to register it with like a union or it was, something. It, yeah. yeah, it is real weird. Yeah. It wasn't a very That's good song. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. It was so awesome to talk to you. And, you know, it's, I can't wait to see what you guys do next because you're such innovators and you're, you're doing, I mean, obviously you're doing awesome and, you know, we look up to you guys. So it's, it's fun thank to you. Well, and thank you for what you do with your podcast and Aww. you guys kind of leave it all out there. Um, yeah. It's, it's awesome. You're doing great things. Thank, thank you, you so much. It's really, thank you. It's, it's, it's fun to talk to you. So I hope everyone buys the book and I'm assuming it's going to be available everywhere and everywhere. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. All right. And lots of good bra stories and everything. So I mean, awesome. there's yeah. bras, there's toilet paper, there's sex and vibrators. I mean, it's all the yeah, things. They're all in there. All love in there. it. <laughs> love it. Vibrator fights are my, they're, they're my jam. So <laughs> like, like, like there's lightsabers. Yeah, like sure. Powered. All right. Thanks guys. Have a great night. It was great to talk, to you. Nice to talk to you and we'll talk to you soon. Yes, yes. definitely. All right. Yes, we'll bye bye guys. Okay. Bye.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.